This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in term supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'll try not to swear. I'm so... No, <laughs> no, no, go. Feel free. Trust me, the bleep machine died of, of overuse years ago. Leicester <laughs> City have a penalty kick in the six minutes of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Watford are on the counter-attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Hello and welcome to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. I'm Peter. And I'm Carl. And joining us today for, if you're listening to the Andy Collins Do Not Scratch Your Eyes box set, is edition number four, the Sith, <laughs> the, the Sith Strike Back, you'll know what I mean, is Mr. Mister Entertainment himself, uh, breakfast show host uh, for BBC Three Counties Radio, Mr. Andy Collins. Good morning, Andy. Hello, good morning to you, my friends. I've got to be honest with you, this is so much cheaper than therapy, and I've been to therapy, so uh, I really appreciate this. Thank you. <laughs> it's, it's a service more we provide. <laughs> <laughs> You're more than welcome, sir. More than welcome. So to set the scene for those people who are listening to this in the the archives of uh, 2026 and wondering what happened four years ago, yesterday we got the news through that uh, veteran manager of now 11 games, Rob Edwards, <laughs> has been the 126th uh, head coach slash manager slash person that we fire on a regular basis to indeed be fired. It's been, uh, it's been very poorly received by a number of fans. We had uh, Twitter spaces yesterday and I think it's fair to say that the mood against our current owners is perhaps turning. But more importantly than that, we need to know what Andy is thinking because Andy comes on whenever we're having a torrid time, which at the moment is about every three months. It kind of falls in line with the sacking season, really, and has a rant, lets us know how he's feeling, and then hopefully things improve. What are you thinking there, Andy? How are you feeling today? Well, to be honest with you, I'm just confused on, on so many levels. When... When when Roy left us, it was clear and adamant, and I, I knew why he had to go. We all knew why he had to go. He wasn't waving at us, and it was it was fine. But I, uh, this has left me a little bit. When the news broke, I was in the car, and I genuinely thought it was a wind up. I thought someone's having a laugh because I, I couldn't believe it. And then 
And then just going on all the other socials, like you said, and people ranting and raving, and you try and work it out. And it's it's going to be a great film when they make it into a film, this, because I thought two weeks ago, Rob was staying, and mm. Jerry Arty, Mr. G, as I call him, Mr. G, our sporting director, was going um, because Robert decided he needed more power. He needed to, he needed more of a, you know, more control of the club. And we've all mm-hmm. seen you know, with previous managers, Mr. G would always sit behind the managers, waving his arms about. He was a very hands-on sporting director. He's had a good run at the club, and of course, he's had some some great successes. Uh, you know, he's, he's he's done his job in, in, in parts, but he's had failings in others. I would go through the failings, but uh, this is only an hour long podcast. <laughs> um, so and I'm not a fan. And, and you made me tell that I'm not really a fan of Mr. G. And so when I heard that Mr. G was going two weeks ago, I thought, hey, uh, great news. OK, finally, let's let's move on. Then something happens and Mr. G's staying and Rob's going. How I see it in my head is this, right? And uh, this is only me guessing, right? I've got no inside track on this. Uh, they they phoned up Mr. G. Right, Mr. G, uh, you're going. Sorry, you're leaving. Uh, I won't do the accent because I don't want to upset anybody. No, I'm not going because I know where, as they say in all the good gangster movies, I know where the bodies are buried. Oh, yeah, you do. Okay, you stay. We'll get rid of Rob. And that's how it, that's what it feels like to me. That personally, yeah. you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. don't get me wrong, I'm no Rob Edwards super fan either because I've been to games like we all have yeah. and we've been watching the the terrible stuff that we've been watching for 11 games going well go on Rob do something well go mm. on make the change oh it's too late Rob why haven't you done that so it's it's. Ugh. I think from like just to kind of point off what you've said there is although it was rubbish and it wasn't and you know we, we were talking to Justin yesterday he hasn't blown any way, anyone away by any stretch of the imagination in terms of tactics or anything like that but when you when you actually start uncovering it all, he wasn't backed properly by the club in the transfer market, as was promised. Anybody that knows anything about, well, quite honestly, anything, you don't have to know about football, could see that defensively we were shocking and we have been for some time now. This is not a new thing that we're experiencing. And the club, whoever's job it is, Giarelta, whoever, to, to get this organised, to get these players so that a coach can go and do his job, is failing the club, has failed Rob. Now, how I see it is Rob's gone upstairs, you know, knocked on the door, excuse me, you haven't backed me. You know, you, you've got this guy sitting over me asking me to do this, that and the other. I've come here to do my job. Let me do my job or get get him gone. So they've approached him, asked him to go. He's done what you've said. Hang on, before you do that, you might want to look at X, Y and Z because I know where things are buried. Uh, and they've gone, right, okay, so we'll just go back to type. So anything that they said over the last, God knows, how long since we spoke to um, Mr. Duxbury now? It, I mean, it feels years ago. It probably isn't, but it feels that way. But anything that they, they've said or or anything like that is absolute horseshit because they've just gone back to type. They've got no in, they've got no interest in making this club into something different. It's it's a business. Okay. Uh, just just if we if I'm gonna park uh Scott Duxbury to one side because I'm gonna come back to it in a minute. But just okay. yeah, you know Pozzo, right? So with with Gino, right? It is if the rumors are true, he wanted Slav yeah. early door. He wanted him yeah. ago, but couldn't get him. Uh, and and from what you hear on the rumor mill, it was a hard sell to him for Rob Edwards. He wasn't convinced about Rob Edwards. That's that's the rumor mill. He wasn't, mm. but he got told. So he, let's be honest with you. When you when you when you've got when you're working with someone that you're not too sure about, already your mind's made up, aren't you? And yeah, of course. Yeah. And you know, 
and I'm going to throw this out here, and I know it's going to upset a few people, right? And I know it's probably going to upset you as well. I like Scott Duxbury, right? I like him. I've been there for a long old time. I've socialised with him. I've been in his company. He must be an absolute git to work for. A terrible person because he speaks his mind and, and, and probably a real bastard to work for. But I, I like him. I like his company. He said, when he said to you and in, that, in, in front of everybody, we'll support this manager, what was the, what was the line he used? He's an intelligent man, lad. He's not going to say that, thinking, you know what, I'll get rid of this one. He knows that that will come back to haunt him, right? So he's put his neck on the line and said that, right? And he also knows that that's what we need as a club. We need that little bit of support and just sticking with a manager for more than three months. But Gino wasn't having it. Gino got rid of him. And we know that because Gino was the one who released a statement saying that Rob was gone and slab was, and normally that's Scott's job. Yep. So let's mm. be honest, Gino is is taking the lead here. And Scott, no, I'm not going to defend Scott. Scott's over 18 and pays his own taxes. He can deal with it himself. He's in a kind of like, wow. I mean, he at the end of the day, he's just, he is, he is the chief executive officer, right? He's the chairman, right? Mm-hmm. But the owner, Gino's the owner. And if Gino wants it, Gino gets it. And I, I feel a, I feel a little bit sorry for Scott. That feels weird saying feels sorry for Scott because he's he said what he said and now it's come back and everybody's going, well, you said this. Well, I, yeah. when I said it, I meant it. But the boss at the end of the day who pays my wages and owns the club has decided I want to get rid of Rob and I want Slab who I wanted anyway last year but couldn't get. It puts, where, Scott, it puts Scott. I was going to say, where does that leave Scott? Where does I, that leave Scott though? Well, well he's, he, he's, yeah. 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 I mean, a terrible situation because, you know, he, he literally probably last week was saying to Mr. G, Toodle Pip, you're on your way because that's what chief execs do, don't they? They hire and fire. So it would have been down to him to say, time for you to go. Mr. G's picked up the phone, phoned up Gino. Hello, Gino. Remember me? I've been with you for a few years. Gino's then gone. <laughs> no, what you stay. I mean, it's like, it's like a carry on film. And I, yeah. I, when the music stops, where's Scott sitting? He's had, he's had his feet taken from underneath him a little bit here. Now, don't get me wrong. I know Scott and Scott will come and fight and will try and make this work as chief executives will try and do, but it does put him in a bloody awkward situation. It really does. Saying that, Slav comes in, wins the next game against Stoke, isn't it? Wins that 5-0, wins our next game, next game. This will be, well, what a great decision. Woo! Basically, we've gone into into Forest Green Rovers and whatever the contractual situation with Rob, we've gone in and taken a, a manager who was doing well, performing well and settled, and we've said we're going to support him, and we have clearly have not supported him. And in going mm. through all of this season, a lot of the, especially obviously the online, because they're far more vocal, fan base has been split between those people who are saying they're not going to support him and those people who were saying, well, we've got to give them the chance to do it. And the the club and whoever it is, whether it's Scott, whether it's Gino, whether it's Gioretta, the successes of Gioretta, by the way, is a book I'm prepared to read. I believe it's available in pamphlet form. Um, (laughs) A5, trust me. It's kind of, it's really come down to the fact that they haven't supported him. They haven't provided him the options to do anything and agreed. He's not pulled up any trees, but, you know, that last 10 minutes against Sunderland, where we were leading to mm. one and he inexplicably takes off Keenan Davis, who was occupying the Sunderland defence, but we also get left with no fullbacks on the pitch for the mm. last 10 minutes when we're trying to defend a 1-0 lead. I'm not quite sure where the uh, where the etiquette is for that particular one, but yeah, no, there we are. And, and, and dealing with each one as, as, as we can. Like, so Mr G, sporting director as he is, and everybody says, well, look at the success he's bought. I mean, look what we got for Dennis. Great bit of business. You know what I mean? I mean, to sell Dennis to Nottingham Forest for what, what do we buy him for? Three million? 
Three point six. We sold him for yeah, twenty two, yeah. including a sell on fee for for, for Bruce. So we got twenty, and, and that includes the two chips that he's got on his shoulder. So he's gone. Sure, brilliant. Wait, wait, he's gone. Right, he's gone. Beautiful. Glad he's gone. Pedro suddenly is worth. Well, if you believe the papers, fifty, sixty million. It goes up weekly, which is great. We've got him. He's just signed a long term deal. Brilliant. Saar. Mm, I'll get back to Saar in a minute. He's really starting to wind me up at the moment. He was injured, but suddenly he's recovered. He's okay. He's in. You know, he's playing the World Cup games. So we'll get back to him in a minute. There's been a few other successes, but my God, has there been some failures? And I want to know when does when does that conversation have with Mr. G? Look, let's talk about Danny Rose, Gosling, oh, King, God. Fletcher, Gray, success. The one that gets me at the moment is uh, Gasper. You know, pass it backwards, Gasper. You know what I mean? Uh, when when do you when does this man? Who's who's he's a sporting director? So whoever he blames, at the end of the day, the buck stops with him. When does he hold up his hands and go, you know what, I got it wrong? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I agree. That's that's the bit that would probably take a little bit of the heat out of it. Yeah, because it's you know if he came out and and somebody said so, and that, I, I, I get people's frustrations. I think there there is still, although the club have really improved the the communication, and we you know we've been prevalent in that in the sense of we you know we've we've had open arms from the club yeah. uh, in terms of what we do with the podcast. So I, I get that, but there's there's still nothing from Gerelta Gino. Gino's an owner. I'm not necessarily expecting an owner of a club to come out and say anything, but. This this guy that takes a lovely photo of a Christmas tree with his family around it, and and other photos are available. Beautiful butterfly. Yeah, but butterfly effect. Yeah, but apart from that, I don't really see. And you you've just covered it off beautifully there. You know, some of the some of the the business that's been done, great, fantastic. But yeah. the majority has been piss poor. Well, let's 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 Re- also really bad. And we can't talk too much about it because we all just don't know because we don't don't want to get into trouble. But there's a shitstorm coming. Because there's a shitstorm coming via a Belgium law court and an agent who, by the way, has very close connections with this club. You know what I mean? Like he has his own cheese board. That's how close his connections are, right? And there's a there is a shitstorm coming, kids. And if you think this was bad, you went until because I'll tell you where the where it starts and where it finishes. God help us if we're somewhere involved in that. Because that's yeah. that we should be, and, it, and for some reason it's just being kept. And no, no one's talking about it. But it's 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 if you dig, it's, uh, it, if you dig yeah. a little deep, it's out there. And that that managers are managers that come and go. It's, it's what we do. It's what we do. What's around the corner could be really fucking bad for us. And Absolutely. that one, that's what we should be alarmed about. In fairness, we we've discussed Mister Mogi Buyer on this uh, on this podcast uh, a number of times, and everybody kind of knows exactly what you mean. In fairness, the cheese board was signed on a free transfer, but there was a you know an agent's fee involved, of course. Um, no, he's he's. <laughs> He's appalling, and we shouldn't be having him associated with the club. And I'm sorry to sound like I'm 104, but the the club has been built on Graham Taylor's and Sir Elton John's values, led by GT. And anybody who reads any form of managerial book will understand, and in GT's book, the most important relationship is between the manager and the owner. Fundamentally, the person who says yes, the person who says yes, you can, or no, you can't. That relationship is there. There is no relationship between the owner and the manager because it's a series of one night stands or, you know, not much better than that. As for Mogi, I remember calling him out at Wolverhampton game because you look at somebody like there, they've got George Mendes, who is a super agent and has basically three quarters of Portugal currently kind of residing in Molyneux. But they're really, really (laughs) good players. Mogi trawls around 
northern France and Belgium, picking up waifs and strays who, who, who will sign for him. He might hit the occasional kind of uh, a reasonable player. I mean, Dennis is a is a reasonable player, but he has so many misses that it's it's an issue. And why is Mr. Gioretta big? You know, the sporting director. If all he's doing is going to lean on Mogi Bayat all the time, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you may as well say, well, you may as well go take your butterfly and menagerie with you, and we'll, we'll just <laughs> we'll, we'll just put him in if that's what it's going to be. But as you say, there is a court case coming up, I believe, in March in Belgium, which could reflect extremely badly on the club's decisions to to involve him and also on its kind of relationship with its managers. I mean, it, we're already like, a laughing stock in that regard. But this is what I don't get right because. You don't run a club. You don't own a club. You don't get to where you are, where these 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 gentlemen are, without having a little bit of common sense and a bit of knowledge about you. And it's just like they're kind of, oh, it'll be all right. Don't worry about it. We can do. We can do this. We can do that. That's what really rattles me. Is is, is I've been crying out for ages now before all of this to really help. You need to do a a, a, a club forum. Get everybody into the ground and and face the bullets and face it. There'll be a bit of anger there, but you could Scott Duxbury, let me tell you, he loves he loves a tear up. He loves a bit and he loves it. And, and he'll bat it back and he'll answer your question and he loves all that stuff. So he's not scared of confrontation in in a in a kind of organized way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, you so what and he, he he would love that. So why not do that? Why not? You know, I still think there's a lot of love. I do believe, I want to believe there's a lot of Gino and and, and the family, what they've done for Watford. But you know that you know what that was in the bank. You know, look what they've done for us. Look what they—that's still there. But every every time it takes a little bit of a chunk out. It's like a full tank of beer, and it's it's below half full now. It's still it's still maybe a quarter full. You know, I mean, there's still a lot of love and what he's done for us. But my God, man, you need it. You need to fill up the tank because yeah. I'm getting, yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting tired defending you. Mm. I'm getting yeah. tired defending you, and I I will defend you, and I will because I still believe what we've got is better than what we could have had. And I'll just refer to the madman who tried to take over uh, Derby, Bolton and everywhere else. How well narrow escape that was. The, the one thing I was just going to add, and, and it, it goes back to a, a little bit of the, the money situation in terms of, of what they're doing with investment in, in the playing staff. I'd love to see what the bill is for the, the managers that we've had to pay out. Oh my God. In, in, in terms in terms of the contracts. What what the actual value is that we've given out to these people that have come and gone from our football club as just, coaches, I managers. That, I said that on air on the breakfast show this morning. I love to know that. I love to know that. Because it must it must be millions, mustn't it? it, must it. Be, I mean the, allegedly Roy was on five million, wasn't he? Something like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't yeah. awake for most of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> he was around the garden centre. Oh, he was around we... the garden centre shopping with it all. Weekend at Bernie's, can't believe his bloody luck. Whatever's all he had. You know what I mean? Do you remember those all... happy days when all we had to worry about was Roy not waving to people and being relegated? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh, oh they were the glory days. The glory <laughs> days. Oh my God! Well, and we, you know what? I'm not, sorry, and I know, cool. and I want to talk about it if I can as well. No, it's not just obviously all that's going on off the pitch, but on the pitch as well. And the footballers, you know, the the the, the people that are picking up a fair old wage, have got to look at themselves as well. And is mm. there? I, I want to throw this out there for you, and, and let's talk about it. So, Rob Edwards, right? Young up and coming manager. Everybody's ranting and rave about him. You know, and he's. His ideas and brilliant and stuff, and and we we get him, and he comes to us. Is there a bit of football snobbery going on? Does that exist? So when Rob is on the on the training ground and he's saying to players, right, this is what I want you to do. I want you to do this, this, this. Are there certain players 
who are, have international duty or have played for big clubs in the past and now they're playing for us, looking down at him going, who are you? I've yeah. played for Real Madrid. I've played for Barcelona. I've played for my uh, I've played for my country. You know, I've got, you know, so many caps. What do you know? Is there, a, is there such a thing as football snobby? Do you think that goes on? There has always been that. There has always yeah. been. Graham, Graham Taylor suffered with it when he went to the England role because it's a question of, well, show me your caps. Show me your trophies. Show me where you played, and uh, who are you to tell me? Because there's there's this whole kind of defence mechanism around a mental self image from from I, I'm going to use the word elite players talking about our rabble, but you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. Around they have to believe that they are as good as they think they are, and it's you know that's where it goes. I think the problem is is that what has been created at the club, you know, 17 managers in 10 years, is a culture whereby those players, some of whom have been here for a number of years and, and done well and also done badly in equal measure, basically just realise that they don't really need to listen. They don't really need to know what he's doing because if I just do what I normally do, I pick up my wage, whatever happens, and you're gone in three months. Why should I listen yeah. to you? Why should yeah. I revert to, to what you're doing? When when we were talking to the Newcastle fans, Justin and I, Carl did on one as well, that when they were talking about taking El Pedro, we were saying, look at this kid, because he's actually developed in spite of being at Watford, not because of it, because he's had no stability in his position, no yeah. no stability in his pattern of play, no stability in terms of uh, you know who the manager is or what language they may or may not speak to him, I don't know. And yet he is developing and flowering into a fine player through almost adversity. I mean, it's 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 dare I say, Ron? It's perverse. I think is the word that would be used. <laughs> and he's he's done that, you know, regardless of it. The rest of them are just looking at it and going, well, you know, I'm I'm sitting here. I'm I'm 32, 33. I'm in the Premiership or in the top of the Championship. This is probably my last contract. Fortunately, somebody's given it to me for for five or so years, and I can just sit and eke it out. And I don't need to listen to you. I don't need to run through hoops for you because you'll be swapped next, you know, next month by the chances of it. And I think, we, I think the danger yeah. is here. That as, as we've said here, and that has been alleged in on other forums and in uh, online, is the fact that there's reported to have been four players plus Rob have gone to Scott to say we can't work with Giretta. What he is doing is interfering and upsetting the apple cart. And Rob was all about trying to create a good environment, not dissimilar to what Cisco did when he was here. He was all yeah. about trying to make the players happy. Happy players equals good environment. We'll go on and play. And by all accounts, at that point, Scott supported this. Went to Gino. Gino. Did decided that he was going to, okay, all right, this is what's going to happen. And then you've got the conflicting reports of he's gone or he's almost gone or he's almost leaving the building or flights of butterflies will carry him away at some point. And then it suddenly reverted to this and suddenly Gino has decided, no, what I don't want is an English controlling or a British, because obviously Rob's Welsh, controlling kind of thing that doesn't want to listen to you know my man on the ground. I want to go back to the old and Udinese and trusted way of having a head coach and a technical director and by that what we'll get is what we've got in Udinese in, in, in Italy where he'd just gone the previous weekend to see his dad who probably went really you're listening to them look where we are and he decided yeah. to go the other way this one it absolutely is on Gino and you're calling out that he was the one quoted you're absolutely right he never says that I think the absence of Scott being quoted in these is is genuinely deeply concerning because it suggests that we've got a real split there and uh, and if Scott is not there as a as, as potentially potentially a voice of reason if these rumours are true because he was trying to support and apparently was pretty instrumental in trying to go down this British solid route if there's a fractious kind of uh, or you know a fractioning of, of everything at the uh, at the top of the club be very interesting to see where we go from here well that's a that's amazing because if that if that is like you said the case what I know Rob's gone but what about those four players or five players that went with Rob they're staying so they're going to be you know dig, digging away and, and kind of like mm, at 95 percent I mean Slav's got to come in and somehow 
get a broken squad, broken team, and get a, get a tune out of them. And yeah. that's a, that's one thing. Get them on side, but you've got you've got some crap players there. You've got some players who should not should not be wearing the yellow shirt, and 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 I'm I'm going to call out one of them because he was he was always oh, coming. What a what a what a what a win back he is. He never passed his forward, Gasper. It's always backwards. He he he. Do you know what? I, I I can't remember the game. Can't remember the game. He played a pass, and it was so bad. It was one of the worst parts. And he just he laughed. He practically laughed. And you went, no 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 no, mate, mate. not in front. Don't do it in front of me. Do it once and once you're in the you know in the changing room. So I'm really sorry about that pass, but don't laugh about it. Honestly, he played that. We played that whole match, and they could have taken his kit off and he could have played it the next day because he didn't need to go in the washing machine because he hadn't broken his sweat. <laughs> they weren't dirty. You know what I mean? And he people, but, and and that's just one. And we can all name a few players like that, like yeah. that. We're just there picking up the paycheck and are laughing at us, laughing yeah. at us because exactly that's... for those reasons you're saying, Peter. That's why I said to you this morning on the on the breakfast show. I think Slav, you know, it's no disrespect to Slav, but he's got one hell of a job on his hands. One hell of a job on his hands because he's a, even the eighteen month contract is just in itself a, a statement of he'll do for now. You know, he's not. There's yeah. just no in, investment in the future. You just look at the eighteen month contract. The fan base is not happy, but what? No. I, but I don't know what the answer is because you know, if they go. And then that's the thing. If he goes there, what happens? But it, I suppose we step into the unknown and we'll get through it. There'll always be a Watford, you know what I mean? And and, and maybe that maybe maybe his time has come. Maybe his time has come. Mm. But it'll be uh, it'll be a sad way for it to end. I'm, I'm saying. Yeah, that. I'll, be, I'll be I'll be interested to see the especially the Stoke game, which I'm at on the Sunday. Yes, it's uh, it, it's got the uh, TV cameras there as well. So there's the opportunity to make a, a statement in the right way, though. And I've got no problem with the fans making a statement in the right way. What I don't want to see is us, stor- and I say us, not me, but the, the fan base storming the director's box and, no, you know, and, 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 and all this stuff. You know, there, there's a right way to do it. And I think I think there's enough sensible ones amongst us to, to get that point across and, and make it, uh, you know, because the, the fan base isn't happy and it, it, it's got to stop. It has got to stop. Okay. Let's do a let's do a let's do a bit of role play. Okay, so first of all, right, you I'm going to do. I love a bit of role play. Uh, but I'll, uh, yeah, I'll take off my gimp mask now. So, um, um, so first of all, you are you are Gino. What are you going to do in a sentence or two? What are you going to do if you're Gino now? How do you play this? Do you double down? Well, you can't. You can't. You you can't. Can you? He's made his bed and lied it. He's got a lie in it. What about what about if you are Scott Duxby? What do you do then? What do you do now? You so you, you you've tried to be broker the deal, and then your owner, your boss, the one who owns the club, has gone above your head and released. Well, just gone above, no, been the owner and released that statement. What do you what do you I, do, if you've got Duxbury? Well, if I was Scott Duxbury, I think my position becomes untenable, and I. I'll be doing the off. Peter? You thought you annoyed people by saying you quite like Scott Duxbury. I'm going to say it here. I've worked for a company that have have been generally horrible. You don't tend to just go out and make dramatic statements and say, right, I'm going off, I'm going. You tend to kind of plot your exit. You decide where you're going to go. I think long term, if he has brokered that position and has had it gone against him, he knows that basically he's left to run the commercial ends of the club and that's it. Do not get involved in in the football side anymore at all because he, he can always have it kind of road roughshod over him but I don't I don't think that he has to if he does find make some kind of grandiose dramatic statement and walk out today in a way if what we've described has been more his role in this these whole proceedings you'd say I don't want Scott Duxbury out of that building leaving Mogi Bayat Giretta 
and Gino Pozzo to run riot doing Christ knows what to the club. It just doesn't help. If I'm Gino, I'm I'm sitting there still believing that after owning Udinese within the family for 30 years and never suffering relegation, I still look at the two relegations as outliers. And I'm still believing in the theory that what we do works and this short termism works. The problem is, is that what they've always done is they've appointed a coach and then what they have done is assembled the squad as a project for the season. And this season, they have absolutely failed to do that. They have failed to assemble a squad that is fit for purpose in in this league. It is completely lopsided, as we know. We've got more left footers than, than you can shake a stick at. Um, normally, you know, there, there's there's 90% of players out there are right-footed, but no, we've gone the other way for some reason. Don't know why. We've we've recruited Gasper the Friendly Ghost because he's just about as solid as the rest of the bloody defence. Um, it's, it's, been, it's been truly appalling. Uh, we yeah. know that. The best, the best things that we have done have come from the UK, which will have had sod all to do with Mr. Sharetta. Keenan Davis is a player. If we can keep him fit, great. Hamza Chowdhury, if we get a balance right in the midfield, could could be great. Courtney Halls, who we were lucky enough to have a chat with, lovely fella, but more importantly, fucking unit and a good defensive mm. player and could totally. pass the ball out from the back. Yeah. It's not it's not rocket science. And you would have hoped that, you know, the overall performance against Sunderland was not marvellous, but it was better. It was better than we had had because suddenly you had those three on the pitch and things could could start to improve, which is what I think made made everybody go, one, why wait nine days into the international break to do this? Why not do it straight away and bring him in? Why is there always this pregnant pause and then we'll do it when he's only got about a week left to try to, to get uh, Slavin Bilic's ideas into the into the into the squad? But also, didn't you see some improvement from what we had at Blackburn, which was bloody appalling to Sunderland? Could you not give some kind of longevity to allow him to go in and acknowledge that you have not done your best work in this in this window. And the person that that is down to, if you're going to sack one of your underlings, because Gino's not going to sack himself, is Jureta. That's his yeah. role. His role is to support the manager. Has he done so? Well, if he has done it, he's done it serial times, and those managers are currently sitting on, you know, a pile of bodies somewhere near Potter's Bar, you know. Uh, but the thing is, though, the, yeah, I mean, you say that, and you and I agree with you, and I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast is going, yeah, Peter, you've, you've smacked it out of the park. The reality is is that Mr. G runs our club. Uh, Mr. G is our manager. Mr. G is Mr. G right now. He's the only one sitting there now going, look at me. I'm Charlie fucking big bollocks. They were going to get rid of me last week and now I'm back in. They've got rid of that manager. I've played that. I've you know how many cards has he got? How many get out of jail cards has he got in that draw? He must have played one to get you know, to keep his job where he is. And he's and he's sitting there now. The manager that wanted him gone is gone. The chief executive officer who was all saying that he's got to go has been told back in your box. Yeah. And, and the mm. chief exec ain't gonna like that. I'm telling you now, he ain't gonna like yeah. that. He won't much, like that. As much as he'll style it out and go, you know, it's a club, it's a club, he'll be seething. He'll be seething because he has worked so hard for this club. But he has, he has. And I know people don't, he's a bit like Marmite. You love him or you hate him. I love him. You know what I mean? But he's going to be, he's going to be bad. Gino, uh, Gino's Gino, the owner. And he's, he, he, he well, if, if I'm Mr. G, and Mr. G's going, well, Gino will do anything I ask because Gino knows that I know. And that's, that, that is what we should be scared of. Slav, mm. Slav will come in and Slav will be a manager. But Slav won't have any, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll tell what happened on the pitch. But Mr. G will call the shots because right now, boys and girls, He's running our club. 
let that sink in for a bit. He's still going to have, you know, Semmer playing at left wing or left uh, left back. He's still going to have Cabaselli at right back when when because the, the the squad is paper thin and Gasper will run out of puff or you know uh, Hassan Kamara will 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 pick up a knock or an injury or what have you and we are left absolutely threadbare. It really comes down to the fact that the uh, the the whole recruitment piece has not stood up to itself. We interviewed myself and Justin interviewed Kenny Jacket the other the other week and we were chatting to him about football in general and he came back and said, look, 70% of your success, 60 to 70% is recruitment, 30 to 40% is your coaching. You cannot improve a bad player to be a good player. And that's where we are. I mean, if you look at Rob and you look at Richie Kyle as well, who's also been binned off with this, they have they have got good reputation as development coaches. This is what we were hoping that we'd see. We'd see yeah. kind of improvement in players as well over time. But developing players takes time. We haven't seen that because they haven't been given players who are going to go from, from medium good to very good overnight. They're just not going to do that. They haven't given them the chance. They haven't given them the opportunity. And basically they've given them, they've given them a jigsaw but the pieces that are in the box either don't look like what's on the box cover or there are pieces missing all over the place. It's very hard to make a jigsaw in those scenarios. Other jigsaw um, metaphors are available. <laughs> so what does Slav do when he comes in charge then, kids? What does he do? Book a holiday what? for about three months' time, I would. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Get onto Tui's website and book something, I think, is the first uh, job we, of the day. We talked about it on the radio show this morning. The person I feel really sorry for, the group of people I feel sorry for, are the IT people who come in and change all the heavy sorted for you as the manager. Yeah. yeah, yeah, this is your login, this is your passwords, and this is your name about... Oh, God, you're gone. Okay, change that. This is what you do. Oh, no, he's gone. Those poor people in IT, the sign writer that puts the name on the glass door, you know, the, the manager's name, the person who puts all the logos on the shirts, the, oh, what's his name? Or oh, just put manager. It'll be easier. Or put a number. You know what I mean? Feel sorry for him. Feel sorry for him. It can't carry on. You know, doing the same thing over and over again and being surprised that the outcome isn't working. You've got to come back to mm. the common denominator, surely. The, the, it's, a defini- yeah. it's a definition of madness, isn't it? Just re- doing the same thing over and over again. Just trying to get this, honestly, bonkers club. Bonkers. The, the silence is deafening. Because you no, know, Scott not saying anything yet. You know, still what over 24 hours since it will happened. No word. Nothing. You know, nothing from there. Just the, the statement from Gino and that's it. Is anybody? I mean, they were meant. To, it wasn't. It wasn't Scott meant to be doing a big interview with the Watford Observer, Andrew. Wasn't he meant to be yeah. doing a big, a big piece with him? I think. Is yeah. that going to happen now? Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, drop him a text. It, drop, drop him a text, Andy. What, Scott? Yeah, yeah, yeah. mate. I, I, I did. I know. I did drop him a text and say, "There's never a dull day, is there?" And, <laughs> and, uh, no reply. No reply. Well, yeah. But I'll, uh, I'll, I'll keep you posted on that one. I mean, yeah. in fairness, the, leg- the legacy possibly of Gino Pozzo is the fact that he has managed to unify a fractured supporter base. Um, granted, <laughs> granted, he has unified against him, but uh, unified nonetheless. Thanks so much to Andy Collins for joining us there. You will have your thoughts on the departure of Rob Edwards and the arrival of Slavin Village. Do let us know your thoughts. You will see out now is the episode two of season two of The World Versus Carl involving Neil Dunham and Sarah Priestley who were involved in the exhibition at the Museum of the Hundred Years at the Vic. Do try and catch that. Coming on Thursday will be the preview show ahead of Stoke, obviously recorded prior to the departure of Rob Edwards with uh, with a lovely guy from uh, the Stoke podcast called Wizard of Drivel. We'll see you all soon. Come on, you all. Podcast Network. 
It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.